I am Lisa Davis. So thrilled you're back for more Talk Healthy Today Quarantine Edition. So as you can tell, I like to sing. And I can hear my daughter yelling to me now because she writes parodies. Hold on, I'm taping. And so today we're going to be talking about, like, give me a minute, okay? I'm right in the middle of recording something. I know, but I'm right in the middle of recording something. I need like two minutes. This is a this is a challenge of working from home. Normally I would edit this, but like I'm trying to work, I'm trying to be creative. I, I'm off the cuff. I'm not using any notes. And my lovely child comes in. My young woman child comes in. And I'm gonna finish this introduction and she's gonna have to wait a minute or so. So today we're gonna be talking about vegetables. Okay, so we all need more vegetables. We know we need more vegetables. You're home, this is a time to eat more vegetables. And if you're an essential worker, this is a time to eat more vegetables because you need to stay healthy. And if you are a healthcare worker, guess what I'm gonna say? Eat more, I think you know, I don't have to say it. So today we're gonna be talking about the spiralizer. I think I always say this wrong, the spiralizer with Marilyn Haugen. She has a fantastic cookbook and you'll get to hear about that. And then we're also going to talk about salad tips from the wonderful Pamela Salzman, how to make an excellent salad. So today we're all about the veggies and uh, we're going to jump into that now. Uh, I'm going to listen with you and then I'm going to get back to my girl and try to figure out some boundaries. Okay, enjoy. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine had me over for dinner and they brought out this wonderful zucchini that looked like noodles. And I thought, this is fantastic, especially for someone like me who doesn't eat pasta or, okay, every once in a while for a treat, but I do try to avoid it. So I was very excited about this and I'm super excited now to bring in Marilyn Hagen. She is the author of, or co-author of 150 Best Spiralizer Recipes. The book is co-authored with Jennifer Williams. Marilyn, hello. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. It's so great to have you on the program. I'm really enjoying your book. And I have to say, this spiralizing is fantastic. When did you discover it? Um, actually, I discovered it. Well, I'm a kitchen gadget freak. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I discovered it a few years ago. And it just kind of intrigued me. And I started seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of uses for it, like zucchini, which is the first thing um, that pops into people's mind when they're spiralizing. Um, so I got one and I started playing around with it. And then my daughter was going off to college and I thought, you know, before she puts on those freshman 15, it's time to get her into some better eating habits. <laughs> um, oh, definitely. Fruits, vegetables, anything you can make. Yeah, and the spiralizing makes it fun. And what I thought was so great is in the book, you have the best vegetables and fruits. You've got apples, beets, bell peppers, butternut squash, broccoli stems, cabbage, carrots, celery root, and the list goes on. And and like you said, a lot of people, they think of the zucchini, and it's been fun to experiment. Although, what do you recommend for people in terms of what type of spiralizer? Because I got one where it's, a, it's kind of bulky, and you put the, the, the fruit or vegetable in one end, and then you have to put this crank against it, and it kind of like moves in and spiralizes, but then it falls off the blade. I don't know. It just was kind of a pain in the rump. So I'm wondering if you have some better <laughs> suggestions. Um, there's actually so many out there now because it is such a popular topic. Um, and yes, I agree with you. You have the one with the hand crank, and it's got to be sealed tightly to the cupboard. There's, it depends upon how much you want to do, what kind of space you have in the, uh, the kitchen. There's some that are just almost the size of a small funnel that you can put uh, fruits and vegetables in and then just hand crank it through. 
Um, there are attachments for um, a, a mixtures like KitchenAid. There's some new electronic ones coming out now. So there's a whole variety. I think um, it's it's really up to you on what space you uh, what space you have and what types of fruits and vegetables. Some of the smaller ones work so much better with zucchini or cucumbers, carrots, um, and things like that. If you want to get into some of the harder, uh, I should say tougher vegetables, like a rutabaga or kohlrabi or something like that, sometimes it's better to have a larger one that you really can get that leverage down in doing that. So, But I've used the whole range of them just experimenting, and I prefer some over the others, but um, no matter what, they come the noodles or zoodles or whatever you want to call them come out and they're beautiful. They're tasty. They're good for you. Um, you can buy them at the farmer's market fresh, your favorite co-op out of your garden. It's just so much better for you. Oh, it really is. You just mentioned a vegetable, kohlrabi. I've heard of that. I believe I've seen it. But for people who aren't familiar, is that a root vegetable? That is a root vegetable, yes. What kind of flavor does it have? Um. It has a little bit of a, almost like a cabbage, a little bit of a bite to it, um, but it's crisp, crunchy, and it goes, it, it holds up if you want to do, stands up to heavier sauces. Like if you really want to do um, a tomato marinara type of sauce, or um, I have some pork sugo in the cookbook that has this creamy gravy type of thing. Um, very decadent, but it, you can also make it lighter by having the kohlrabi underneath and that's that it stands up to the sauces that you put on top. Oh, that's really important. You know, I'm a huge fan of sweet potatoes. I, I eat them a lot and I haven't made the sweet potato noodles yet because I'm not happy with my spiralizer. So I need to get one that is good. Now, when it comes to the different fruits and vegetables that you're using, obviously with fruits, I don't well, maybe you're cooking them for some recipes, but with the vegetables, you want to cook them enough so they have a nice texture, but you don't want them to get limp. So what do you recommend? If you can give us some suggestions, whether it's zucchini or sweet potato or some other veggie you like to use. And well, and actually with any of those, I usually do not boil them. I just put them in a, a pan, either like a green pan that you don't need to add any oil to, or just put a little bit of oil in the pan, a healthy oil, and then just saute them for two, maybe three minutes. That's the other beauty of it compared to a pasta. It takes seconds um, or minutes to po- as opposed to 20 minutes to get your meal on the table. And many of the recipes, you don't even have to cook. You just toss them in a salad, eat them raw. Um, there's a variety of ways that you can use the spiralizer. It's just a quick cook on them so that they don't wilt or turn to mush. You want that little bit of bite so you feel like you're eating a great vegetable or a great fruit. Now, what about potato noodles? You have a chicken tikka masala over potato noodles that I definitely want to make. I love chicken tikka masala. How did the potato noodles come out? Well, either sweet potato or a regular potato noodle comes out almost, in fact, it almost looks like spaghetti um, as it's coming out. It comes out in these long streams. Um, You can keep them as long as you want, or often I find myself with a larger potato, I have to snip them down into smaller sections so that they're easier to eat. But um, like I said, if you've got the your awkward, you know, spiralizer that you talked about or these handhelds, if you just keep twisting away, the needles just blow out into a little lump that are just gorgeous. 
I can't wait to make one. I've got to get one. Now, are there any particular brands you can recommend? So someone listen to the interview and they say, hey, I want to get one, but I, w- I go to the store. There's so many. Are there ones that you say, okay, this is top of the line. This is, you know, medium of the line or middle of the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there's a very popular handheld one um, called the Getty. Um, and that's the one I mentioned um, is almost like a tube shape. Um, or a uh, funnel shape, and that one works very well. Um, the other one is um, Perdurno. It's probably the one that has been around the longest and has the highest quality blade. And they also have a variety of um, noodles, the wide noodles, spaghetti noodles, a fettuccine-sized noodle. So that is probably my favorite that I use. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to go out and get that. What was it like putting these recipes together? Because there's a ton in this book. Again, the book is 150 Best Spiralizer Recipes. It's always a challenge. It's an interesting challenge with my publisher when we come up with ideas like this or I want to do something. To really come up with 150 unique and creative recipes. But once I started doing it and I really expanded beyond basic cucumber and zucchini, and I picked out many different vegetables and fruits that I could use, it suddenly became very easy because you toss on some herbs, some oils, some vinegar, and they taste fantastic. So it wasn't that hard once I really dug into it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You're so wonderful. This is great information. Again, the book, 150 Best Spiralizer Recipes, Marilyn Hagen and Jennifer Williams. You can learn more about Marilyn by going to foodtimes.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit? Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean. Central superfoods and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking. Some are funny to help you get to where you need to be to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fool you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. Joining us now is Pamela Saltzman. She's a natural foods cooking instructor, certified holistic health counselor, and food blogger. Hello, Pamela. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Happy to be here. 
Great to have you on. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. We're going to talk about tips for making a perfect salad. And for lunch, I had some uh, baby romaine mixed lettuce. I had beets, tomatoes, black olives, and carrots. That's what I had in the house. And then I found these amazing, I wish I remembered the brand. They were these sprouted falafel, or the the, the garbanzo beans were made sprouted from sprouted chicken. garbanzos. Took those with a little bit of uh, avocado oil, and I have to say, it was delicious. So am I on the right track for making what? a perfect salad? Absolutely. What could be better? You had everything in there. I mean, you had your protein from the sprouted chickpeas. You had a little crunch. You had your vinaigrette pulling everything together. And, you know, people yep. think that you need a recipe for a salad. You don't. I mean, listen to what you said. You pulled things out of your fridge, what you had on hand, and it all melded together beautifully. It is really nice. So what are some things that we want to have in our fridge? Because sometimes I'm just so haphazard when I shop. Oh, that looks good. That looks good. But if I really want to make my salad pop and get my family excited. Well, it's nice to have things that are crunchy, first of all. So whether it's a lettuce or it's some, you know, carrots or you had some um, beets or, or the, the crunch from like nuts or something like that. I always like to have, you know, a base of good fresh veggies. But then there are those pantry staples that are just nice to have as well. You know, a little bit of seeds or some nuts or even jars of things like yeah, uh, roasted peppers or beans that are in the pantry. Those are, provide a lot of good protein as well. There's a lot of things that you can have, you know, on hand to, to pull together for your salad, even cheeses. Mm. You know, a friend of mine is really into this bean salad. She takes chickpeas and pinto beans and red, yellow, orange, bell pepper, and some lemon and olive oil and a little salt and pepper. And it sounds delicious and so simple and yet so healthy and clean. Well, you know, I mean, that's the other thing is that salads don't have to be complicated. You don't have to have every vegetable out there. You can just have a couple of ingredients that go together nicely that are satisfying. And it's really, honestly, it's really about that vinaigrette, though. It's about that, that dressing that can really kind of pull all of your flavors together. So that's also pretty key. So she probably has a good vinaigrette going on, too. Oh, definitely. You know, one of the things that I hear from people is, oh, but prepping salads takes time. How can I do it ahead of time? So what are some tips for that, Pamela? Well, this is what I try and tell all of my cooking students, because nobody has time these days. Everybody's trying to look for the shortcuts. And definitely it's true. You know, prepping vegetables takes a little bit more time. But there are so many things you can do ahead of time. First of all, your lettuces. You can always wash your lettuces several days in advance. Just make sure that you dry them and put them in either a resealable bag or there are a lot of other wonderful bags that you can use that are reusable. And that is something I do as soon as I get home from the market. I always like wash my lettuces, my kale, and put them away in bags. You can also prep other vegetables, hardier vegetables. So if you wanted to grate some carrots and put them in a container, chop up your bell pepper, your cucumber, those are things that you can do well ahead of time, several days. Some vegetables, maybe not. Maybe you don't want to chop up those tomatoes three days in advance because they'll start to lose their liquid and get soggy. But there are plenty of things that you can do um, ahead of time. Yeah, that is such good advice. Let's talk about alternative salads, ones that don't have lettuce. I mentioned the beans and, you know, mixing in some nice vegetables and a nice vinaigrette or some lemon and olive oil. What are some other salads that you like that don't have lettuce? Well, beans are the best. I mean, beans and legumes, yeah. they provide such a great base. But I also like taking shaved vegetables, especially root veggies. They make a terrific salad. They have got a lot of good crunch. So whether you have a mandolin or even just a vegetable peeler, you can just shave carrots and beets 
And fennel is wonderful in salad, just provides such a lovely flavor and just really delicate. Um, and if you have a, a slicing disc on your food processor, well, good gracious. I mean, it'll take you a minute to just process all those veggies and get them thinly sliced. So root veggies are among my favorite. Um, like I said, beans are great. Summer tomatoes, what is better than a summer tomato salad? Whether or not you have cheese or basil, just a drizzle of olive oil and a sprinkle of uh, salt is so terrific. And now that corn is in season, corn makes a really terrific base for a salad, and it goes with so many other things that are um, available at this time of year, green beans. And again, cherry tomatoes are lovely with corn, avocado. Um, but, you know, again, you don't necessarily need to have a base of lettuce. My kid's favorite salad is a grated carrot salad, and it is two seconds to prepare if you have a shredding disc in your food processor. I've got to get my food processor out. I take it out once a year for Hanukkah to make latkes, and then I forget about it. <laughs> everybody, I forget everybody about it. I kick in people's houses, and I'm dusting off the food processors. It's like behind the surfboard or behind the gym equipment yeah. in the garage. I'm like, people, get it into prime real estate in your kitchen, and then you'll use it. That is so true. You know, I'm looking at your website, and I just saw something for a deconstructed bagel and lox salad. That mm. looks amazing. Tell us about yeah, it. I developed that one for Clean Eating Magazine, and it's in the current issue of Clean Eating. And I I just can't eat bagels, lox, and cream cheese anymore. It's just, you know, it's not in my food Me philosophy neither. to really eat that way. But it's, it's delicious. So I came up with a salad, really, in try to get ready for Father's Day, because I thought it would be a great Father's Day salad. And it's just, you've got all all the flavors that would be on a lox platter, but instead you're putting it in a salad with lots of nutritious spinach. So the base is spinach, but then you've got your smoked salmon, your capers, your your red onion, and dill, and lots of things that you you know you might want to put on that bagel, lox, and cream cheese with a you know with, as a sandwich. And then there's a great lemony vinaigrette that goes on top, which really kind of pulls it all together. It's delicious. You can have the oh, bagel crisps so on the side if you want, or you you don't have to. You really don't need it. It's just they're kind of there for fun. Now, you just mentioned a lemony vinaigrette. Um, you know, I found a brand that I love, and uh, Bragg's. I love their vinaigrette. So mm-hmm. I haven't made my own lately, but I think it's nice to make our own. What do we need to put in it to make it really pop? You know, the key is the ratio of your olive oil to your acid. So whether you're using a lemon juice as your acid or a vinegar, it doesn't matter, but you have to have that ratio, you know, appropriate. So what most people tend to like for a green salad, and I can tell you what we would use for a grain salad, but for a green salad, the ratio of acid to oil should be about one to between three and four, which means you're going to use one tablespoon of acid to three or four tablespoons of oil. And right there, you have your base. Then you add in a little bit of salt, maybe some pepper, and you could leave it at that. But sometimes it's nice also to put in just a little dollop of Dijon mustard just to give it some kick. Or you could mince up some shallot, which is what I always love to do in my vinaigrettes, and let it sit in the acid for a little bit. Maybe you want it a little bit sweeter, and then you could add some honey or maple syrup. And you've got a great dressing right there, and it really doesn't take that much time. For a grain salad, you need to have more of a ratio of one to one. So you're doing one tablespoon of acid to one tablespoon of oil because the grains will just soak up that vinaigrette more than the greens. So that's really key with, you know, making that change. 
Oh, that is so good to know. I'd love to know when you first got into healthy cooking. I've been cooking since I was a little girl. My dad was raised on a farm in Italy, and he has always had gardens when, you know, we were growing up, and we always used to just go into the garden and cook from there. And, you know, it just, it, it's just something that I love to do. I love eating. My mom didn't have a ton of time to just experiment too much, so I just kind of took over. And so it's been a love of mine since I was younger, and I'm, I'm trying to impart that into my kids.